Hello world, it's your boy Pat Young. Back at it again with an episode in the Rowdies, where I bring you all things Florida basketball from former players, coaches, whatever it may be, giving the, some some of the greatest, most interesting stories uh, I've gotten to hear about the program that I love and an opportunity to play for. This week's going to be a little bit different uh, regarding this episode, as we know there's been a, a big shift, a big change at the University of Florida. As you guys know, uh, Coach Mike White has decided to leave the University of Florida after seven seasons and has been named the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs right up the street in Athens after Tom Crean. Tom Crean um, is one of the latest coaches to be fired, actually was the first coach to be fired um, in the SEC, uh, followed along with Conzo uh, Martin and, um, gosh, and Will Wade, of course. Will Wade's situation was a little bit different, but um, this week's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to get into that a little bit, but um, before this show, um, I did and I actually had the opportunity to work uh, and, and talk to my producer here, uh, Jack Alperstein. Um, did I say it correct again? Yeah, all good. Yeah. Jack Alperstein. Um, and I, uh, he, he's been following the team all this year. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do most of the talking when it comes to the situation with Coach White. But thought it would be cool to give the producer someone that hasn't had a chance to uh, show his face along with doing all this podcast of an opportunity to, to showcase himself. So, Jack, before we get into it, you know, tell people a little bit about who you are and uh, where you're from, uh, what you're doing at the moment. Um, so I'm a first year uh, journalism sports media student here at the University of Florida. Um, I come from not too far away down in South Florida. Um, and I grew up around the sport of basketball, um, played my fair share of AAU throughout high school. Um, and then I really found, um, like my calling behind the camera and like behind the computer screen. Um, so ever since then, you know, just kind of been working my way around. That's awesome. South Florida kid. What made you, uh, want to get into journalism? Um, I think just being surrounded by sports my entire life. Um, and have you, I'm sure you've heard of like overtime, like balls, yeah. like, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like when I was younger, I just like thought it was so sick. So yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to do it too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did, so you, uh, how, how, how did you play uh, basketball in high school as well? A little bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, point guard. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. Favorite player of all time. I gotta go with Mello. Mello, okay. Yeah, gotta Favorite go. Gator. Are you have you so did you grow up, you know, just whole families, gator fans, or like you just Actually, found your passion for teams and sports and, and whatnot? Honestly, like um like the only other person in my family to come to UF is my sister. Like most of my family's from up north. So we're big, like, New York sports fans, but. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Not for the Yankees, but, you know, all the other teams. All the, yeah, the Knicks, you know, Giants, like, not going too well. Giants, the Jets, all, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. How that happened? It's been a tough so, couple of years. So did you, growing up, did you follow uh, a lot of Florida basketball? Um, you kind of know the history, you know, Coach Donovan. 
um, bringing the team to a second Final Four. Norm Slump, uh, Lon Kruger brought the team to a Final Four, um, the first one in program history. Then Coach Donovan uh, was there for a good stint while I played for him. Um, yeah. Were you able to follow along with uh, Coach Donovan's years a little bit? So, actually, um, I'm quite new to UF sports. Obviously, of course, um, I know Coach Donovan is a legend, and you had your great years here. But um, more more recent fan, I'd say. More recent fan. Well, you're being a. I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad I get a chance to pick your brain in regards. So, um, Coach White is you. You've known his his style of Florida basketball probably a little bit better than you would know uh, a Coach Donovan, right? Mm-hmm. You probably probably watch a little bit more. Yeah. So we're so in in your you know looking were you, were you able to follow any of his last previous seasons as well? Um, a little bit of last season. Um, but not too, not too much. So, you know, knowing, um, you know, very new to the Florida Gator program, you know, coach Donovan, um, Billy Donovan being the legendary man and coach that he was with his success and coach white coming in to fill in, try, you know, strive to fill in, you know, say fill in the shoes, um, because no one can, it doesn't matter who was before you, you want to be your own person. And I think coach white did a fantastic, uh, job of that, but, you know, seeing, in this, this, the, I'm not sure how many exact years you've been following Florida basketball, but you've been watching all around. Where did you see the program comparing up to, you know, other national programs across the, the country, even uh, in the SEC? So, honestly, like a lot of what I notice is that um, UF is like more of a well rounded, like work together kind of team than other teams you hear about. Like, you hear yep. about like Gonzaga with Chet, um, like just like a team like that, for example, with a big name player, like especially like coming out of high school, like everyone's been following for a while. And like the team we have here, like Mike White has coached them to work together. And I think like that's a little bit unique, especially for the way like recruitment is nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Recruiting is is a, an extremely tough part. And I'm, I'm um pretty excited for coach white getting into uh, a new market um you know seeing how he's you know how how well is he going to be able to recruit at the university of georgia program finished last in the sec finished uh six and 25 record this past year uh they've hasn't it's not a school that's been really known for um having much success in basketball actually they they won a they they won a conference tournament a few years ago um, there was a the whole SEC special on it because a hurricane uh, was coming through. I think the Georgia Dome when they were playing the SEC tournament, and Georgia was like an eight seed, <laughs> and they somehow just turned it on and won the SEC tournament and got an automatic bid, <laughs> literally out of nowhere. Like we're having a a sub average season, and it just it just happened. But that's that's March Madness, man. That's uh, it's March. That's you know, but you know. When I when I think about right now with Coach White, um, you know what he accomplished was, you know, because uh, you know what he accomplished at Florida, um, and if what has not been accomplished at Georgia, <laughs> like you you would think if he can go to Georgia and, and accomplish the same thing, you know, made it made it a four in the last five years would have been five except the COVID year got got canceled. Yeah. Um, 
made it to a final, made it to an elite eight. One, they were they were that close, that close to 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 a final four. Um, having some tremendous talent come through uh, the program, you know, Colin Castleton, uh, Lewis, Trey Mann, yep. uh, many guys before that. Oh, he, I mean, really doing well with the transfer portal. Like the, him finally, there was a kid named Igor from from Israel, and he could really shoot the ball. Uh, he he was at Rice University before before coming here, but you know I think you know, when you have a seven year sample size, and you know what what Coach Donovan did and the expectation that was created for the University of Florida is very clear that uh, you know we want to stay we want to stay in that top range, and I think it's, I don't think it was personal. Should it shouldn't be? I mean, the, no one. It, yeah, you don't want to compare make comparison, but from from the level of coaches that University of Florida has hired, Scott Strickland and and you know especially Jeremy Foley, giving more the credit to because he helped establish he hired Billy Donovan. The the character of these guys, the way that they represent the program, um, these guys were committed to never cheating and never did. Um, the way that they really loved upon their kids and 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 were straight shooters. You know what I love so much about. One thing that I, I could compare to Coach White and Coach Donovan, they're both everyday guys. And what I mean by that is every day in the practice, the energy, the positivity, the intensity, uh, it's literally the same and it's authentic. Um, and it helps me challenge, it helped me to challenge myself saying like, why can't I show up every day? Because guess what? I can control my, my effort and my attitude. You know, I think, um, I think um, that's something that definitely gets taken for granted because, you know, a few of the other big time name coaches at successful programs have been accused of or uh, just been around some, or just, not, you know, rumored around that they're paying players under the table and, and all this and that yeah. um, get investigated. And we saw what just recently happened with Will Wade. Um, you know, that investigation was going on for like five years. <laughs> And now, and now with the, th the way that things are with NIL, you know, Jack is, is tough. It's uh, not, it's not, it's, it's tough when your school, your university doesn't see the vision and wants to try to be like right on top of the NIL stuff, like coach Cal, coach Saban. Um, those guys are like, this is not going to affect my recruiting, whatever we need to do to make sure kids want to, and you can, it's not breaking the rules. You just you can't pay to play. Yeah. That's 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 against it. But you know, we got we got news of Coach White after uh, a tough season. Um having Colin out for a while, you know, still not um doing the right thing in granting Keontae Johnson another scholarship year um in order to see if he was to, to get cleared to play, but even if not, giving that kid an opportunity um to stay with the team because we're so very fortunate that Keontae Johnson is still alive and with us uh, to this day. But uh, Coach White decided to make a change um, and, and get a fresh start at the University of Georgia, which, as we were just saying a little bit before, um, nobody had the idea. When you saw the news, what did you think? Honestly, like, it was, like, shocking. Because, like, nor normally, like, when a change like that is being made, there's kind of like some speculation like beforehand and sure, like people have their opinions, but it was, I never really saw anything like official, like 
so, something leading up to this. So I, yeah. I got the notification. I was like, like shocked. Yeah. To me, it came out of nowhere. You know, and I, again, like I get it with the, the standard and the, the expectation of Florida. Like when I think of Florida sports, coach Bruce Pearl said it uh, about Auburn and what he's done with that program this year. Like, this is not a football school or a basketball school. This is an everything school. And with the way that the program has grown over the last, I don't know, 50 years and the success in lacrosse and, and soccer and track and field, there's just a, the Gator standard. Like, hey, we're going to be competitive and not, not just accept mediocrity. And I get it. And I get it. But we also got to have, we have to have an understanding like recruiting and bringing in mature players that get it uh injuries that happen like there's so many factors that affect winning and winning at a high level that's why it's you know you look at Kentucky and yes they they when it comes to the SEC obviously they've dominated there but as far as when it, when it comes to March Madness that's a different animal that's it's a it's a it, it is so hard like our, my team we were the best in the country my senior year, and we ran into a six-seeded UConn team that was just on the top of their game, and they knocked us out. But I get it, you know. You know, some criticisms that I would say that I have uh, when watching his team, Coach White's teams out there sometimes is, you know, the shooting. Early on, it was free free throws. That was a big (laughs) issue. Um, Who would have thought that? But that's – the coaches don't take the shots. Yeah. They don't take the shots. But – I think in his in his first early years, uh, losing John Ubunu, who was such a dominant big, forced him to change their entire offense because they didn't else that could uh, really protect and pound the ball in the paint. Then uh, he lost an entire class of guys that from injuries or just transferring out just wasn't the right fit. And then um, you know did still did a pretty good job with with a team that no one really expected to go to a final four, which I'll put a shot that none of us will ever forget. Chris Chioza uh, oh in the my. championship. Nobody will ever, oh my gosh. I remember where I was when uh, when he made the shot. I wasn't watching the game. I was texting somebody and they were like, did you see that? I'm like, what are you talking about? They lost. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? They lost the game. It's, it's over. And uh, then I turned it on. I started freaking out. But, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's unfair for anyone to uh, look at Coach White's situation and not just be happy for, you know, I look at it this way. I'm, I'm happy for everyone that Coach White is is out doing what's best for his family and getting a fresh start, a new opportunity where he can create something in that, you know, Florida can get a, a new start because it seemed as though um, a lot of people just weren't happy with where the direction was. Um, I was very shocked. I was shocked. I love. I came to love Coach White. Um, fantastic guy but you know at the end of the day I want him to do what's best for him and his family I want him to to, to feel loved and appreciated where he's at um and I think that he's going to do that I think he's going to do that at the University of Georgia um no I'm she's got a fan in me even even when and I you know I might I might be cheering for him a little bit you know hope for him to do well you know maybe at least for when when Florida comes to Georgia uh, for the basketball game, that that he might steal a win, just say, <laughs> really? just do, maybe one. <laughs> wow. But you know, when it comes and it, that fans, um, 
when he comes back to the University of Florida, that we can give him some some love and respect. You don't listen. You don't have to. If, if you didn't love him, you don't have to cheer, but you don't have to boo. Um, you don't have to boo. The, the man, night in and night out, best job that he he could do with this team. Owned up, took ownership when he made mistakes. Uh, pushed his guys. Um, loved where it was so great. He was so grateful, and that's what I loved about him. He was so grateful when he came to the program and Coach Jeremy Foley hired him. And he was just like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Are you sure of me? Yes. Yes, I'll take the job. Um, but I, I got to say, I, I was not – I was expecting maybe if Ole Miss opportunity was going to open up, I was thinking something like that. Um, and not so soon. I, you know, what do you think when – because I know it happens in football often – but like when coaches leave before the bowl game oh. at the end of the season. I mean, honestly, it's like a little bit weird to me. Weird. Like, like you want to win a bowl game, like no matter where you're playing, like when you're a coach and you like kind of leave your team like stranded almost, like, I don't know. I, I think like common courtesy would be to wait, but you never know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I definitely thought that because there was um, who was the coach that just I always mix his name up the coach from from Notre Dame that just went to Brian Kelly. Yeah, Kelly, uh, I think Lincoln Riley did it as well. Left yeah, for that was a big one. Home to USC, and I'm just like, dang, like you know, you have a relationship with all those kids. Did you did you let them know, or you just just like, dang, coach is out. Um, but again, you know, I think it, it often gets overshadowed the sacrifice that coaches make, I think, when it comes to their families. Like, man, they don't they don't get much time. It's the it's the issues, but they they do it because it's their passion and um, you know, wishing nothing but the best for Coach White and for him to um, you know, hopefully do the same, if not more, for the University of Georgia, because that means he's turned a program that finished last place in the SEC. Um, into contenders, into winners, um, into teams that can make the tournament. Because once you make the tournament, anything can happen. You know? It happen. yeah. Did you uh, – so let's shift it a little bit, and I'll give you a chance to uh, break it down. So when you when you saw the bracket, mm -hmm. what, were your, what were your first reactions and thoughts? Definitely, where's Texas A&M? <laughs> yeah. Where is Texas A&M a and why is Tennessee a three? Three. Like, I get it. I, I, want, I want you, like, I, who, whoever are the uh, the committee, just admit that you wanted Duke to play close to North or South Carolina, close to North Carolina. Yeah, just, just admit that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because it didn't make sense at all um, looking at the analytics from Tennessee to, to Duke. You know, they had zero, zero quad, two, three, or four losses all year. Duke had four. Duke did not win their conference tournament. Nope. Duke only had six or seven. Oh, and I'll be generous. So they had eight. I know they didn't have eight, but quad one wins. Tennessee had 11. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering 
a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Uh, baffled. But, but yeah, Texas AM as well. You know, it didn't help that they lost nine straight games. Yeah. <laughs> I was in disbelief. Did you did you get a chance to watch them a little bit this year? A little bit. I watched the first game against UF when that was a tough loss, and especially in the SEC tournament when that was a heartbreaking loss for us. Did, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, both of them were tough. Um this year's team, I mean, they just they just sometimes really struggle to score the ball, and just they were so they turned the ball over too a yeah. little too much, uh, just turned it over a little little too much. But it's crazy, like the, the shots and mistakes that they made to to lose games. They they made those shots. Well, the one the one mistake that they did year round was fouling the three point shooter. I was gonna strangle somebody through the TV. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you, like, caught this, but um, towards the end of regulation, um, there was one player on Texas A&M. It, UF was inbounding the ball, and they need they needed a three. Um, and one defender for Texas A&M, like, was in the huddle with the guys, and, like, like they had the camera on him, and he was like, like, be smart, like, be smart, like, telling all the guys. And they inbounds the ball, and that's when I believe it was – Kwasi Reeves hit the and one three on that defender who was telling him <laughs> to be smart. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was funny because they literally like five seconds earlier showed this guy like being the floor general, like telling everyone to be smart, just keep your hands up. And he's the one that ended up found him. Hey, that was a big time shot. I couldn't believe it. I thought, I thought Florida had a chance. Um, but I, I can't remember who took the last shot, but it was just, it just was a poor, poor shot choice at the end there. But, you know, you know, the, the defense wasn't as tight as it had been, um, earlier in the season. They, you know, been so many games, Florida just was playing catch up, um, catch up, catch up, never was really having an easier foot without, and without Colin Castleton, it was apparent, um, yeah. that there was really some struggles. Uh, with this team, but yeah, that was, you know, looking here, hey man, this is what's so crazy. This is this what this is what's so crazy now with the transfer portal and college basketball in general. You know, all, everyone can it, what whoever is left that had potentially like Kowasi could could transfer, Niles Lane could transfer, CJ. No, I don't think CJ Felder could. Um, but there's so many, just like that. One year you can just transfer out. Um, to somewhere else. And then I think five or six guys have graduated and moved on. So this this is going to be what I'm getting at. This is going to be a completely different roster next year. Um, completely different roster. And 
with how hard, how tough recruiting is in general, and with the transfer portal being the way it is now in high school basketball, like where you can go straight to the G League Ignite or overseas, like I, I, I am so curious as to what the team is going to look like um, next year and what the style of offense is going to be. Is there anything in particular that that you like to see? Um, like better ball movement and shot selection is honestly huge for me. Like there are a lot of times like, like a shot will be taken and it kind of has me like, you know, like scratch my head. Oh yeah. But yeah. Someone, that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Florida would be able to, like, this is the hard thing about coaching or like high, high coach, high coach hiring. Um, and I'm sure Scott Strickland and the crew and Jeremy Foley, I'm sure they all have, have been working on their list and whatnot. But this, a lot of the coaches that you 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 want are already at pretty pretty good jobs, pretty pretty cozy positions where they're, you know, they got no reason to leave. Families, everyone's good. They're winning. Um, you know, first person I was thinking of was like, hey, Coach Nate Oates' basketball style of play would look fantastic in the orange and blue. <laughs> they had a they had a pretty rough year, up roller coaster of a year at Alabama, um, oh <laughs> roller coaster. But I don't know, like, how do you – everyone's like, money talks. I'm like, once they hear, like, they're going to offer him a contract and stay there forever versus him coming to Florida or any anybody else. You know, some people are saying, like, Scott Drew uh, would be something to think of, you know, trying to go for uh, Jay, Jay Wood. These guys are all at great spots. Jay Wright, spots that they're happy, you know. Uh, so absolutely, anybody that you can think of. For a coaching hire, I have no idea. Honestly, I've been I've been trying to like in my head like come up with like possible good fits, and I I really have not come across anything. What would be what would be the expectation for you for a new a first time head coach at the University of Florida? Like, do you do you, do you have to come in and be a contender right away? Be a uh, be a you know SEC and make the NCAA tournament first year. I think, um, the like, it's a process, so sh- show improvement, you know, like, cut down on stuff that has gone badly in the past and maybe improve on other things, but I wouldn't say necessarily become a contender right away. If you do, yeah. great bonus, but I, I don't think it's, it's an urgent matter in, like, a first-year situation. Yeah. This league is just so hard. It's oh, yeah. so hard. You you have to be able to. You got to get some big time transfers. You got to get someone like an Oscar Sheboy. Can wow. we get Can we get like five like like two of those? <laughs> he makes me feel like he probably would have punked me in college. <laughs> Don't you agree? <laughs> yeah, the players are different this way. I mean, <laughs> now my. Man, yeah, he's 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 um he's unbelievable. But yeah, man, what a what a strange time for uh, who's who's the interim coach? Do you have any idea? I do not know. Yeah, yeah, I know they have. They're in the NIT. I'm not even sure they're matching up with Iona. Iona. Oh, oh man, tomorrow. Rick Pitino. They could lose that game. Iona beat Iona beat Alabama this year. Um, 
I'm surprised Iona didn't win their league to get the the automatic bid because they uh they won it last year. Um, hmm. Interesting. The game is here, well, in the O'Connell Center. So, what day is it? Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. Ooh, I could go. Nah, I watch it on TV. Um, shoot, I just want to ask you one more thing. Gosh. Oh yeah, what uh, have you filled out a bracket? Have Have you filled out a bracket yet? I have. I have. Talk to me about it. Um, honestly, I think that this year is like gonna be full of upsets. Okay. Um, especially as we've seen all season, Auburn dropping some games, Baylor dropping some games, especially that one weekend where the top. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Nation all lost in the same day. (laughs) Um, but one team that I think has been consistent, um, all season long has been Arizona. You're gonna say that. Yep. It's the potential potential for, I think, gosh, I, I don't even know who to say has the strongest, or the toughest uh, path to the Final Four because Tennessee potentially would have to play Villanova and Arizona. Yeah, um, and Villanova, and I hate I hate that they're the Joe Lenardi is using that that one game that they got beat by you know twenty points. Uh, everyone like how many times Kentucky got or not Kentucky Duke got blown out by by uh, North Carolina at home, um, but. Shoot, that'll be a great – the only – Arizona has three losses this year, and one of those is from Tennessee. I think they're, they're both teams that have – they play united. They play together. Um, they shoot the ball well. They defend. Arizona's got – they both have guys projected in the first round. I can see – I forgot the matchup potential I had in the West. It was a Gonzaga and someone – I. I didn't have my, I have not filled out a bracket. The only bracket I filled out was at work and I didn't keep it because I thought I would do it again later. I just mm-hmm. haven't got to it yet. Um, I had Kentucky and Baylor in the Elite Eight and I had Auburn and Kansas in the Elite Eight as well. I think Walker Kessler is going to like disrupt everyone's game plan because he's just unbelievable uh, at the, protecting the rim. Um, I, I don't think a lot of teams don't face anything like that all season. I think he's going to be just like he's averaging like five blocks a game. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't see a lot of seven one guys. He barely jumps, and he's just like on the rim. <laughs> but I think a big thing for him is that he can also stretch the floor. Yeah. So you 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 gotta step up on him if he's out there. Yeah, it's a slower shot, but. If he knocks down, if he knocks down one or two, if he knocks down one, you got to respect it. Um, and that just keeping the big man away from the paint because uh, he has to play defense on the, his guy that can shoot just opens up opportunities for the guards to get to the basket a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What you did you get a chance to watch the uh, SEC tournament? Um, honestly, after the uh, UF loss. I just went away from it. <laughs> that 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 game was full of emotions. Yeah, yeah, that did. It took it out of me. It took it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tennessee, 
Tennessee looked really good. They literally just suffocated Mississippi State. So got Oscar Shibway to foul out. I think he's only fouled out, fouled out one other time this year. And then Texas A&M, it was 14 to zero, like five minutes game. So they're, they, they're playing at, it looks scary. They, they look, they look like, they look like they, the SEC, that's what they look like right now. The, the, the regular season too. Do you have um, any team that you think could be a bracket buster? Like, who would be your bracket buster this this year? Like, like how Loyola, Chicago, or whatever, just or Marymount going to the Final Four, or UCLA last year going to the Final Four from the first uh, out that was, as an eleven seed, especially um, that Virginia loss in the round of sixty four a couple years ago. Right. Oh, shoot, Jack. Um, I think Davidson could do something. Um, I think Wisconsin, but they're they're not like a ten seed. Who's at a ten? Um, North Carolina and Marquette. That's an eight nine game. Yeah, I could see one of them making a good run, especially how North Carolina played against Duke, Marquette. They get on the streak. They're really good. They can beat anybody. I, I can't wait to see what Providence does after winning the Big East. But I don't know. I don't know enough about the, uh, you know, the smaller schools. I think um, Ray Harper, that's the coach of the St. Petersburg that's playing uh, St. Peter's, St. Peter's that's playing Kentucky. Him and Coach Cal, they were rivals, um, you know, a few years ago before Coach Cal got to Memphis. I uh, can't remember what league that was, but um it's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna she's really gonna try to win that game he's really gonna try to beat Kentucky as a 15 seed that would be wild there's no way never know it's March there's no way there's no way I'd hate to see that <laughs> any any other thoughts um honestly I'm just ready to see where it goes yeah I'm excited to see where it goes. Like this literally is, um, you know, one of my favorite times of the year. And I wasn't watching that much college basketball when I was playing uh, mm. overseas. Kind of just we we filled out brackets, but you know, I wasn't really locking the games. But now working with the SEC and and knowing the storylines, like I am a full fan. <laughs> I am a full fan. I can't wait to see uh, what this entails. I wish I wish the Gators were in it. Wish they were, um, you know seated high or just uh, in a position where we had like that high hope and expectation that something special would happen, but you know, just not, you, you got to learn to live with the bad to live with the good and understand, Hey, winning is hard. That's right. Winning and not only, not only winning um, and achieving greatness, but maintaining it, maintaining it year in and year out when there's so many moving moving parts um, from team for teams each year. So that just has to give us a, a much greater appreciation for when we do get a chance to see a team do something special. Cause uh, yeah, there's only usually at the end of the day, there's only one. That's, I think our, that's, that's how I remembered. That's the great thing about college basketball though. The dynamic is changing every season. So. 
It's going to be weird without Coach K being out there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's going to be weird. Next year will be the first year without Coach K. Um, I appreciate that, dude. Even though I, I never, I, you know, I'm not a Duke fan, I'm not a Duke hater. Um, I often sometimes get it's okay when they lose. I didn't want, I didn't want Coach Coach K to lose on his last night in Cameron. I did not want that to happen. Yeah. Um, really hope they can at least make it to the Elite Eight. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, Jack, this episode was a little different than the usual, which I, but I still enjoy it. Uh, you know, de- definitely different circumstances. Um, you know, a great man and and leader and someone that was a great ambassador for the University of Florida. Um, his time has come to an end mm-hmm. um, there. And wishing, hoping for our fans, fans, everyone listening, that whoever's going to be the next hire, I have no idea. Um, maybe someone from Coach Donovan's circle, his tree, maybe like an Anthony Grant from Dayton, have no idea. Um, Donnie Jones down from Stetson, these, these guys that, uh, coach Rob Lanier, Georgia state just took them to, uh, the NCAA tournament, you know, it's guys all around under that coach Donovan tree. So, um, I trust that, uh, our, I trust that the program will make the best decision to put us in a position to, um, get where everyone's happy. Uh, but Hey, like I said, we, we're Gator fans, not just for wins and losses. Of course, the wins are always great, but because we love the organization, we love where, uh, what it means to us, our families, the traditions. Um, and it's, you know, I know it's cliche. I know it's cliche to say, but it is great to be a Florida Gator. <laughs> right. It's great to be a Florida Gator. But Jack, I want to thank you so much for your time, bro. Um, can't wait to, uh, to do it again. Season's almost over. Yeah, thank we'll you. Again, we'll be like first, first weekend done. Great. Thank you for allowing me to share the camera space with you. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Well, great. Great. And everyone, Gator Nation, in all kinds of weather, stay routed.